Welcome to Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. It's a good news roundup on this Good News Wednesday on Check with Chip. Four, count them four good news items for you. Fed up California parents take to the streets. Hundreds of fired up parents tell legislators, don't mess with my kids. A dozen speakers address over 500 parents on the California state capitol steps who are upset about the graphic, immoral sex education lessons being taught to K-12 public school students. This is from the uh, California uh, Family Council. Stephanie Yates got choked up staring out at the cheering crowd of over 500 sign-holding moms and dads who traveled from all over the state to stand with her on the steps of the state capitol. Regaining her composure, Stephanie got real with the crowd and admitted she used to be so shy and fearful she could hardly introduce herself. Explaining her transformation last Thursday, Stephanie gave credit to her creator. God will give you the courage for what you need to do to protect your children, she said. And after seeing the graphic, immoral sex and gender identity lessons the public schools were teaching children, she decided... I don't care if they think I'm crazy. I don't care if they get mad and I lose friends and I lose family over this because it is about our kids. Here is an American citizen taking action. And so Stephanie started to take action one step at a time. A little less than a year ago, she created a Facebook group at her husband's suggestion. So I can imagine that one. Uh, Look, honey, why don't you set up a Facebook group? In other words... You're wearing me out. Take this out on social media and see if you can get some more people involved because I'm exhausted hearing about it. So the husband says, make a Facebook page. Well, as more and more parents joined and as sex education lessons and school board meeting videos were posted for parents to see, the Facebook group started growing, eventually doubling, then tripling in size. Now, after holding two rallies at the state capitol and a sex education sit-out with over 40 participating school districts, the Informed Parents of California Facebook group has grown to almost 15,000 members. Friends, I'm calling this a Good News Wednesday item because I thought this only happened in Omaha, Nebraska. A few years ago, I was part of a throng of 1,500 people that overwhelmed a public meeting for our local public school system. Same issue, uh, sex ed curriculum gone wild, and uh, people saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, what are you doing here? I'm I'm very encouraged. You know, I, I considered California gone, I have to admit. You know, Hollywood and uh, leftists of various forms. Although it was California a few years ago who passed uh, where Proposition 8 was passed, saying marriage is between a man and a woman. The people of California amended their state constitution to say that. The left-wing activist court system leaned in and overturned it. But I, so, so maybe I, I shouldn't give up yet on California. Not, not grassroots deplorable California. Apparently, there's still a pulse. Vast majority don't realize they received tax cut. Now, that may not sound like a good news item. Stay with me here. Uh, CNBC uh, looking at an an NBC News Wall Street Journal poll. As the annual IRS filing deadline of April 15th approaches, just 17% believe their own taxes will go down. 28% believe they'll pay more. 27% expect to pay about the same. And 28% don't know enough to say. 
In reality, 8 in 10 Americans stood to receive tax cuts in 2018 under the law, uh, according to an analysis by the Nonpartisan Tax Policy Center. Uh, And now Pew Research polling last month found that the tax cut remains underwater politically, with 36% of Americans expressing approval and 49% disapproval. Now, to me, that is stunning. Well, almost half of Americans disapprove of the tax cut, only a third approve. But apparently it's because people don't understand yet. Your taxes are going down. 80% of Americans, 8 out of 10, are going to see a tax cut this year. I'm spinning that as good news on this Good News Wednesday because now that uh, the due date has arrived, April 15th, people are getting their taxes in, and eventually they're going to start seeing, wow, I am benefiting from this. It's kind of like a in a in a game, you know, a sports team who actually played rather poorly in the first half, uh, maybe a basketball team, but you're only down by four points at halftime as badly as we played, or a football team. Well, we're behind by one touchdown as badly as we play. Clean up the mistakes and play like we can, and we ought to be in great shape for the second half. I feel that way. The, the Republican Party, President Trump, ought to have a solid hand to play in 2020 as Americans see concrete, tangible benefits. Now, it's going to drive patron Tony the teacher crazy if Republicans blow this. He is constantly frustrated by the way the Republican Party fails to capitalize on its successes. And so this is a classic example where the Republican Party needs to connect the dots for voters and make sure you remember how the Democratic Party and the media all lied, 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 lied to you. Told you, these tax cuts, it's only for the rich, the wealthy, the 1%, the Trump cronies. That's it. The rest of us are getting ripped off in this deal. And we've been telling you, no, working class and middle class Americans are going to benefit as well as the wealthy on this deal. You have to uh, bring that home to people. Clear commercials, clear charts, clear explanations to connect the dots for people. And I, I see great news. This is a sort of the, the futures market in good news on this Good News Wednesday. There, here's a good news futures, the actual reality of the benefits of the tax cuts that will, that will start to ripen and uh, come to fruition here uh, in the rest of 2019. Chick-fil-A, the favorite restaurant for teens. Now, Chick-fil-A, you know, under siege. Uh, Let's see, San Antonio and Buffalo recently, major cities whose airports decided, no Chick-fil-A, we're banning Chick-fil-A. And all the other heat Chick-fil-A has taken because its ownership is avowedly Christian. And for instance, says marriage is between a man and a woman. Piper Jaffrey does a biannual survey, so twice a year. Uh, Piper Jaffrey does a survey. This is three. This is the third biannual survey in a row in which Chick-fil-A has held the number one spot, teenagers' favorite restaurant chain. Um, now, this is the major leagues. This is big-time competition. The runners-up to Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Chipotle, and Starbucks. Starbucks! I thought Starbucks was the darling of the left, the darling of the young, uh, my kids, my high schoolers are always wanting a Starbucks gift card. They want to go to Starbucks. Uh, how about Dunkin' Donuts to get a cup of coffee? Oh, Starbucks, Starbucks. No, Starbucks apparently finished fourth. Chick-fil-A 
first. I, this is just fantastic, especially the, the way Chick-fil-A gets hammered by the left-wing corporate totalitarian rainbow jackbooted thuggery brigade tried to put Chick-fil-A out of business a few years ago. I don't know. This might have been five, ten years ago. Um, the uh, I remember I'd never been to a Chick-fil-A before. And uh, when the news came out, well, the ownership of Chick-fil-A doesn't support same-sex marriage. Put him out of business. I decided I'm going to get a chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A. And so I went to a local chain here in Omaha, Nebraska. I couldn't get in the door. The door over the noon, the line over the noon hour went out the restaurant, out the door. It was about 200 people. Oh my goodness. Um, I came back later in the day uh, to get a chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A. And uh, I think this is fantastic. And, you know, at first I thought, oh, I, I, I thought to Chick-fil-A, the, the young had been told that uh, Chick-fil-A was uh, cancerous, that it was toxic. But, you know, I think this part of the reason this is working for Chick-fil-A is when you go to Chick-fil-A and you walk up to the counter, the person at the counter doesn't ask you, what is your sexual orientation? Uh, Chick-fil-A asks, do you want waffle fries with your chicken sandwich? That's all. And, uh, you know, I saw a commentator, a conservative commentator. Um, the LGBTQ plus community has more to worry about cholesterol uh, than persecution at Chick-fil-A. And uh, apparently teenagers are aware of this, or maybe they just don't care. They just love the chicken sandwiches. Uh, but anyway, congratulations, Chick-fil-A. And then the final Good News Wednesday item. There's a story like this about every month, but it, it's funny to see how uh, the Democratic Party and the media find this newsworthy. They're shocked. They're astonished. Marriage and religion, key to happiness. <laughs> the, so actually what I'm looking at is a story in National Review, a commentary by David French about a story in The Atlantic, the magazine The Atlantic, uh, looking at a poll done by the University of Chicago and uh, it's finding out that the, the more married you are, the happier you are. The more religious you are, the happier you are. The less married you are, the less religious you are, the more miserable you are. Study after study keeps confirming this. The more married and faith-based you are, the happier you are. The more single and secular you are, the more miserable you are. Now, David French in National Review writes, For generations... Key elements of our cultural and academic elite have been arguing essentially the opposite, that liberation from religion and liberation from marriage were prerequisites to true human flourishing. Ask yourself, how many happy, sexually vibrant, religious married couples have you seen on popular television shows or in movies, even in this era of fragmented, targeted entertainment? Compare that with the number of times you've seen rebellion from religion glorified and religious leaders mocked and despised. And while marriage fares better on the big and small screens, single people are generally portrayed as so sexually active that they'd behave unlike virtually anyone you've ever known. The collective message that's been delivered is something like this. Singleness is exciting. Religion is oppressive. And marriage is where you settle down, sometimes for good, sometimes for ill. Well, of course, we know that that's not true. You know, he's, he's right about the movies. My wife has heard me complain uh, too many times for her to count about how you go to a movie 
And, uh, you know, there's got to be some crisis, some drama. And almost never do you see a person of faith or people turning to the faith, to a priest, a rabbi, an imam, somebody uh, for help in a time of crisis. It's either irrelevant, doesn't exist in the universe in which the movie was made, or as David French says, religion is mocked and despised. Well, this is no help. Uh, the uh, Now, the one thing that, to take from this um, when you're, when you're counseling young people on this, or if you are a young person trying to figure out, how do I happy up here? Um, you're either in or you're out. One thing that the poll showed was this. There were sort of three tiers of happiness, T-E, uh, T-I-E-R, tiers of happiness, three levels of happiness. And at the top level were people who were, when it comes to religion, people who were very religious, regularly went to a church, or uh, some religious service and were involved in their faith community, they were the happiest. The next level were people who were completely out, no church, no religious affiliation or involvement. And the third level, the most miserable people, were those who just kind of stuck a toe in the water. Those were trying to do it a la carte. Eh, I go once in a while, I'm not really engaged. They were actually the least happy of these three categories. <laughs> So you're either in or you're out. Uh, I highly recommend that you go all in uh, when it comes to faith and when the time comes marriage. As a matter of fact, the two, well, uh, <laughs> I really need to get my wife on the microphone. The way that we, we met was through our faith community. I was serving on a committee, a couple of them actually on my parish. Uh, she was, the two committees got together to talk about something my goodness, who's that? Uh, most of the people at these meetings, I'm the only one under the age of 40. This was when I was under the age of 40. Who is that uh, with no identifying jewelry? Well, I'll save that story for another. That could be a Good News Wednesday on its own. In the meantime, I hope you like that roundup of four items. On this Good News Wednesday, it's Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you for listening. <laughs>